You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hilma Af Klint was making abstract paintings before Kandinsky and Mondrian. She was exploring automatic writing and drawing guided by the subconscious decades before the surrealists. The term avant-garde literally refers to those going ahead of the rest. Hilma of Klint was among the greatest avant-garde artists in history. So why have we never heard of her? I would say aside from the fact that in the late 19th and early 20th centuries, a lot of Western society was just not valuing the innovations of women in the way that they should have. Part of it was also because while most artists of her day were chasing the trends, Hilma of Klint was using her intuition to create paintings that would blow the minds of future generations. She was literally painting for the future. She actually had a shorthand. She would mark pieces with a plus X, and she stipulated in her will that those were not to be shown until 20 years after her death. I feel like who art ed? Who art ed? Mr. Wood art ed me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. That's off to a great start. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood, and today we're going to be looking at Hilma Af Klint. Now, as always, I have episode-specific cover art, so you can see an image of the work if you're listening on Amazon Music or another platform that supports that feature. Hilma Af Klint was born in 1862. She was the fourth out of five children. Her father was an admiral and a mathematician. She spent most of her childhood at the Naval Academy, where her father was stationed. But in the summers, they would go to an island, and she loved exploring the nature there. She got top-quality training at the Royal Swedish Academy of Arts. She was taught to paint landscapes, portraits, and botanical paintings. She graduated with honors, she won awards, and she earned a decent living making those traditional landscapes and portraits. But her true passion and her genius was in creating paintings that were like nothing anyone had seen before. At this time, she was attending seances. While we think of seances today as sort of a cult and something to be dismissed, the spiritualist movement in the 19th century was taken much more seriously. This was a time when photography was relatively new, and of course, immediately photography was used to create, quote, evidence of the paranormal, sometimes through accidents of light and other times through clever manipulations and double exposures. I'll link an episode in the show notes if you want to learn more about some of those hoaxes of ghost photography. But at the same time that we were starting to see this new surge in photography, We also found X-ray technology, which was discovered in 1895. And a decade later, it was on display at the World's Fair. All of these new ways of creating images and seeing images like nothing that had ever been captured before, 
It had to be mind-blowing to people and made it seem like anything could be possible in terms of revealing things that were previously invisible. In 1895, the same year that X-ray technology was discovered, Hilma Af Klint and four other women formed a group called DeFem, meaning the Five. They were seeking another way of visualizing things that previously had been invisible. They held seances to make contact with, quote, high masters from another dimension. They made meticulous notes of their sessions, and this is where Hilma Af Klint developed her new radical style. She began employing automatic writing and drawing techniques, saying, quote, These pictures were painted directly through me, without any preliminary drawings, and with great force. I had no idea what the paintings were supposed to depict. Nevertheless, I worked swiftly and surely, without changing a single brush stroke, end quote. While she may not have made preliminary sketches or drawings, and she may have been working very directly without a broader plan in mind for the compositions, she did have a more grand vision for her paintings. From what I've read, she wanted to create a grand temple where viewers would walk in and view the artworks on display in a spiraling path leading up to sort of an observatory where they could look out upon the stars. It sounds beautiful. I hope one day that could be made a reality. But as I said, there were large segments of society that were not ready to understand and appreciate Hilma Af Klint's work in her time. A lot of the modernists who were credited with creating abstract art a few years after she did, they were doing it through a very sort of objective, rationalist lens. Her work, on the other hand, was intuitive. People thought it was less serious because it was based on her spiritualist ideas rather than some sort of cold, analytical, quote, objective approach. A lot of other artists were promoting themselves, writing manifestos to convince people of their ideas and get the public on board. But Hilmoff Klint was much more private. She didn't seem to need the external approval. Her work was deeply personal. Her interest in seances was likely due to her personal experiences. When Hilma was 18 years old, her 10-year-old sister caught a flu. This would be a terminal illness, and Hilma helped her younger sister to accept this fate. I don't see this event as a singular trauma that left her chasing spiritual comfort in the occult, but because she was scientifically minded and a curious person who also had such experiences, I think it all sort of came together for her. She was a skilled painter trained in the traditional methods, but she remained open to new but she remained open to new ideas and experiences. While others were seeking external validation, she had the quiet confidence of somebody painting for her own satisfaction to explore her own ideas and interests. She was painting for herself, and she was painting for the future. 
This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted, part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. If you found this tolerable, please leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week on social media at Who Arted Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on the website, whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.